Hey friends, and welcome to episode 132 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about gardening. And no, we're not going to dive into things like climate zones or soil types or how to make your hydrangeas pink versus blue. And by the way, the secret is the acidity of the soil. But more specifically, I'm gonna share what you can learn about productivity by keeping a garden. And if you're listening and you have a self-proclaimed black thumb, this episode is definitely for you too. So let's just pretend for a moment that we're rocking our coastal grandmother's straw hats and we're heading out to the garden to pick a few fresh vegetables to make a summer salsa. And then we're stopping to snip a few flowers to make a colorful arrangement for the kitchen table. You with me? So in this episode, I'm sharing the mind and body benefits of keeping a garden. I'll talk a little bit about how gardening cultivates patience and how tending plants improves your time and resource management skills. And finally, I'll share a bit about why gardening helps you drill down and get specific. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're out running errands or doing stuff around the house, or maybe you're even out in your garden right now, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 132. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. As this episode goes live, it's summertime. So maybe you're taking breaks from your desk by getting outside and getting in the dirt. Summer is a great time to plant beautiful flowers like marigolds, peonies, lavender, and sunflowers. It's the best time to grow tasty fruits and veggies like cucumbers, tomatoes, berries, and cherries. Herbs like basil, dill, and mint thrive in the summertime. Before we all started baking sourdough bread, gardening became a popular practical hobby in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic in the U.S. While food shortages became a problem, as well as physically distancing from others, many of us picked up our gloves and our spades and we got to work. Plant nurseries and greenhouses even saw a big uptick in business during the pandemic as people were refreshing their landscaping from spending so much time at home. So many people enjoy tending a garden because you see the tangible results of your hard work. Your flowers, your herbs, your fruits and veggies, maybe even your butterfly garden. But did you know that gardening also impacts you positively in other ways? Physically, gardening helps you get the vitamin D that you need from the sunshine. Vitamin D makes us happy. 
even light gardening is considered exercise. Hello, cardio, which is, of course, good for your body. Gardening regularly can even help you sleep better. The mental and emotional benefits of gardening are amazing too. It can help keep your memory healthy, boost your mood, reduce stress, and improve your sense of power and agency. Convinced of the benefits of gardening yet? Let's get to the meaty part of this episode, how gardening and productivity go hand in hand. Okay, but first, I've got a story for you. You may not know that during my middle and high school years, I was a card-carrying, corduroy jacket-wearing member of the National FFA Organization. Yes, the future farmers of America. And one thing that all FFA members have in common, whether they live in a rural country area, a large family farm, or a big city, is something called a supervised agricultural experience, an SAE for short. Your SAE, which is a project, can be anything from growing vegetables, raising cattle, to working in a feed store, repairing tractors, owning a small pet care business, or even tending a flower garden. My SAE was raising purple hull peas of the Louisiana Quick Pick variety on a small patch of land down by my grandparents' house. My uncle, who was also a former FFA member, was a huge help with this farming endeavor. Okay, so he basically just kind of told me what to do, and I learned from him and helped. But that was basically the point. It's called a supervised agricultural experience for a reason. Growing peas was time in the sun, in the dirt, time hunched over actually picking the peas once they grew, Tossing them into bushel baskets to be sold to neighbors or at a farmer's market. Some of the peas we kept, shelling them on my grandmother's back porch, and then washing them, bagging them, and putting them up in the freezer to cook with cornbread later in the year. The whole process took months from start to finish, and growing vegetables is the exact opposite of instant gratification. And that brings me to lesson one. Gardening teaches you how to be patient. Patience is a virtue, and things don't grow all year round. Those herbs and fruits and veggies I mentioned earlier, try growing those in the dead of winter. It usually doesn't work unless you live in a warm and sunny climate all the time. You just can't hustle, power through, or work at a breakneck speed all the time. That's a recipe for exhaustion. Even soil has to rest, or it becomes depleted of the very minerals that plants need to grow. Working nonstop may feel productive, but what if it leads to making more mistakes when you're in a rush? And what if rushing makes you feel more anxious? Is it really worth it? Patience can lead to higher productivity. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. 
in my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. I learned this firsthand when my husband Scott joined my business full-time earlier this year. I love working with Scott now, but when he first joined the team, it was tough, just as it would be with any new team member. There was a learning curve. He had to learn all of our processes, new software, and on top of it all, he had to get to know the online business and coaching industry, which was brand new to him. That meant I had to be patient until he got up to speed. He eventually did, and of course the patience paid off. He had to crawl before he could walk, and now we're running together. You can't make your garden grow faster, and you definitely can't make your flowers bloom in a day. You can't rush through your calendar or check everything off of your to-do list in one fell swoop. Good things take time, and when you feel yourself getting impatient, let yourself pause, step away, and breathe. Lesson number two is that gardening teaches you how to manage your time and resources. Having patience is one thing, but do you know how to best use the time you do have? Gardening is an excellent way to learn time management and resource management. Say you live in a dry climate like Arizona, and your garden won't get as much natural water as usual. How much and how often should you water it to make up for the lack of rain? Gardening also teaches you where to channel your energy, how to tell when something is ripe or when to give it a little more time, when it's time to prune or propagate or pull something up by the roots if it's just not working. All of these skills you can apply to things outside of gardening, like learning which commitments to accept and which to politely decline, and even prioritizing your task list. And speaking of prioritizing what matters most, Here's lesson three. Lesson number three, gardening teaches you how to tend to different needs. You can't approach everything in your life with the same game plan. And that applies to gardening too. Some herbs grow easily while others are more fickle. Some fruits and vegetables like tomatoes and potatoes can't grow too close to others because they take up all the space in the water. Some flowers need indirect light and heat. 
some succulents can't take too much water. Sure, throwing every seed and cutting and bulb together in one big plot of dirt and then spraying it with a water hose would definitely make gardening really easy, but that's not how it works. You have to learn each plant's needs. What conditions will help them thrive? What resources do they need? And it's the same when juggling your commitments. If you're a business owner or you're a manager leading a team, remember that your colleagues or your clients or your employees are all unique. They have their own strengths and their own challenges. They have their own work preferences and schedules. Some are introverts, some are extroverts. So get to know your people well so you can help them thrive. Or imagine trying to watch TV and do deep focused work on a project or have music on while you're podcasting. Some activities just don't go together and that's okay. And it applies to life outside of work. Think about how your kids have different needs, your partner, you. Think about the five love languages. Maybe your partner needs quality time to feel connected to you while you need words of affirmation. Your needs are different, but both equally valid. And if you're familiar with the five love languages, I linked it in the show notes so you'll be able to learn a little bit more. And there you have it. Three productivity lessons you can learn by tending your own garden. Patience, time and resource management, and tending to specific needs. Gardening is wonderful because it gets your body moving and it gets you outside. It's a healthy activity for your mind, body, and soul. And you can literally see the results of your efforts. But the results that you can't see are just as worthwhile. If you're totally new to gardening, start small. Think about why you want to garden. Maybe you like the idea of growing your own food or you want beautiful flowers to display in your home. I encourage you to find plants, herbs, or flowers that speak to you and your purpose, just as you would when choosing your commitments. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 132. And don't forget to check the show notes for resources and past episodes I mentioned. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.